Hello and welcome to the Missing Peas podcast. This is a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and soul, usually over a cup of tea. So I encourage you to pop your kettle on and join me with a brew. Thank you for listening. Hello everybody, welcome back to the second episode of the Missing Peace podcast season four. I say welcome back to it, you know, like this is, I should say welcome back to the actual podcast and not to this episode, unless you're returning to it, which is really cool. <laughs> so this episode is talking about the Cumbria Way and I'll give you a little bit of an intro of what the Cumbria Way is and a bit of an overview. And then what actually I share is a bunch of voice notes I recorded whilst on the journey. So rather than kind of just taking the time to reflect back on it, I'm just sharing how I felt during the time of the actual walk. And you can kind of hear the difference in my mood between the different days. And um, really, the reason I do that is, well, well, there's one reason is that it's quite, I guess it is maybe a little bit kind of... Um, a selfish reason maybe but it's a, a way that I can record what it felt like and what I was thinking of at the time because I think during long distance walks there is inspiration that comes in there are different thoughts that come in because you've got all that time to process so that's what I wanted to kind of convey through this and also you know it's a way for me to save it save the journey for myself a bit like recording a journal as you go through your travels it's like a voice journal you know and just to take you along with me to maybe get a feel of what it's like and you never know, maybe that's something that might inspire you to go off and do your own long walk or something similar. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So I have um, just finished it, it finished yesterday. So I went um, Monday to Friday, so it was five days for me and it's over 72 miles. And the Cumbria Way goes from Ulverston in the south of Cumbria up to Carlisle in the north of Cumbria. And it does flow right into the heart of the Lake District National Park. So it's really, really stunning. People complain kind of, or rather don't really rate the first day and the last day because you're kind of more in fields and on cycle tracks and stuff. But actually, I think it's also really great planning because it's taking you on um, a kind of a build up and a slow down. Because when you are traveling through the Lake District and you're on rough ground all the time, oh my god my neck was so sore because I was looking down all the time and having to concentrate it's very mental and you know it's just a bit demoralizing sometimes to go day after day after day and not really um, be able to go particularly um, at the pace at your normal pace because you're kind of being stopped by rocks and stuff which I really enjoyed but I actually that's why I really like day one and day five because day one eases you in and then day five kind of eases you out and God, no, did I, I did not want to be doing any hard climbs on day five. So yeah, so this I think was created, this walk route was created and I think in the 70s by the Ramblers Association. So thank you guys. Mwah. Beautiful route. Really love it. Really recommend it. It was harder than Hadrian's Wall because of the rough ground and because of the, um, we're going through the fells essentially. There's two mountain passes that you go through, um, go over. And there's also a day that's really quite in the northern fells as well. So yeah, it's really beautiful. But um, I think it is okay for the distance of 72 miles for a first walk. And it's very well supplied is probably the best word to say it. You know, there's usually always a... Um, 
you could drop down into like a village or a town or something or you usually go through them or start or end in them so you know you're never too far really from somewhere but so it's okay in that sense it's not too remote or anything like that but maybe like the um yeah I guess the ascent is a bit difficult so it just takes a bit of training and planning so I didn't well, I wasn't planning on sharing much about kind of the logistics of it, planning the walk, or even just talking about being a vegan on this on this kind of walk and how I fuel myself, um, how I kind of build my energy and stuff like that. But if that's something you're interested in, please do let me know because I'll really happily record an episode on that. I just kind of, um, yeah, I, I didn't know if that's really what people would want, but, but do, yeah, do reach out if that's something you would like and I'll happily look at recording something like that. I'm not an expert. I walked Hadrian's Wall last year, which is about 84 miles. So if you listen to that episode, you'll know what the feel of this is like through the voice notes. Um, and then this one was 72 miles. But but like I said, I'm really happy to share what my experience has been so far of doing a couple of walks because there will definitely be some more to come. I am already thinking about what I want to do next and thinking of trying to do more than one a year as well, just sort of working through all that because I'm on such a high after it. I just love it something that um I just love about them is is really how you just become it's like you go traveling again you know if you've been traveling before or just that feeling of being on a holiday and everything's just been more open and you're, you're just exploring different places even if they're right on your doorstep you know that's been really cool as well this kind of like staycation vibe and walking some places I've been before but not as a full continuation of a walk and just meeting different people and how open people are in hostels, how, how open people are when you're walking a route like this. It's just such a lovely way to connect to other people as well and to connect to yourself. So yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing. I don't feel too bad, actually. I feel all right today. I'm, I'm resting mainly, but I've got a lot of kind of like um creativity and inspiration, which is why I'm recording sort of a bit of podcast today and stuff. And it's really nice. I'm just chilling with my dog and he's enjoying the fact that I've spent most of the day doing all of this kind of stuff from bed, <laughs> which has been really nice. So we've just kind of been on there chilling while I've been recording or whatever. And yeah, he just uh, he doesn't mind just listening to me ramble on because I just do anyways. So even if it's just to myself. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. As usual, please do just reach out and let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, oh, and apologies for one of the voice notes. It's, um, they're not the best quality because I'm obviously walking quite a bit whilst I'm recording them, but one's quite windy, but I didn't want to delete it because it's like, it's the energy in that moment. I didn't want to kind of re-record what I felt then. I wanted to share how I felt then and now, but it might be a bit difficult. So I do apologize for that, but yeah. Please uh, do bear with me and thank you for your grace. Enjoy. Hello, it's day one. Towards the end of day one. And as you can probably hear, I'm kind of walking through a river. There there were thunderstorms yesterday after a lovely dry week. And so it's made it pretty wet. I'm hoping I can get to Coniston and get some waterproof socks because... My shoes, none of them are waterproof, which I knew, but, you know, didn't prepare. So, yeah, I need to just get some waterproof socks because this is a bit ridiculous. And I've got a cut on one of my feet as well, just under my toe, unrelated to the walk. So, probably should care for my feet since it's five days of walking. So, day one is Ulverston to Coniston. It's about 15 and a half miles, I think it says in the book. And, um, yeah, I feel like quite 
what's the word, reflective I guess, um, nostalgic perhaps, it's, and I think, you know, it's a little bit of a, a lower feeling, um, and I think it's kind of sums up a little bit of how I felt over the last couple of weeks I guess, and I think, um, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that it's this time last year that I walked Hadrian's Wall, and so much of my life has shifted in this last year and I've just had my birthday and that's another kind of another sort of milestone isn't it where you kind of take the time to reflect and if you look at the planets when it was a new moon low energy and um, mercury retrograde as well a time of the re so reflecting um re what are the other re's there's so many re's reminiscing <laughs> um resting yeah really resting right now aren't I but um so part of me sort of feels that like wants to sort of push that feeling away because it's like hey you're walking the Cumberland Way isn't that amazing be like positive and joyful the whole time but I'm very aware of sitting with that because I think it's quite important to really you know let that them feelings kind of come up and I think they're bad I don't really see them as bad or good I just see them as there and you know um it's important to honor those and so it's interesting though because I've come into this walk with a completely different a completely different intention to when I walked Hadrian's Wall last year and that last year I wanted to kind of just be alone and it was very much a solo own journey last year I didn't really want to talk to people on the walk I sort of said I thought I would but I didn't really want it whereas this walk I've been very intentional as well thinking about how it's going to look and kind of visualizing it and what I want from it and um, one of the big things is that I would like to oh a tricky bit to navigate <laughs> wouldn't be great if I like broke a leg on here would it um, maybe it would be for you guys but kind of funny maybe but yeah I um, wanted to be more social in this walk I wanted to you know that feeling if you've ever kind of been traveling or even just when you're on holiday and you just talk to strangers that kind of thing um i love that and i miss it i had it loads on my cycle two years ago and i feel more like that's what i want and so interestingly every well the three sort of groups of people that i've walked past today um i've talked to for quite a while me and someone we talked and had lunch together for a few hours that was really lovely and then someone else um, a couple as well talked to them for a little bit and talked to a little group as well and um, yeah I'm not just how to say like a short conversation quite long conversations and I really enjoyed that um, and same on the bus as well talking to people and just initiating it or someone else initiating it there's something different that happens when I think you're out in the countryside in general people a little I don't know if we're more open or what it is than you know is it nature whatever it is but it's felt really really lovely um, and I love that it's happening already tonight I'm staying in my Bilingo which might be the last sleep in my Bilingo ever which is really sad because she'll be being sold soon um, and then I'm navigating a hawthorn tree which is trying to attack me um, and then I'll be in hostels for a couple of nights and then my last night I'm going to stay at home so yeah just a totally different feel and like I said, there's that kind of low feeling now. It was, And I knew it would also come after talking to people for, for pretty much most of the walk so far. That kind of low feeling of that, like, just be with yourself and sit with it. 
been doing a lot of kind of distracting away from it recently so yeah and to really switch off ironically from being on my phone but more to do with you know social media and stuff like that so that pull is there the desire to kind of want to just switch on social media or more like switch on my um my internet and see if anyone sent me a message and stuff and you know all that kind of external validation which I know doesn't really serve me in the long term so yeah just learning to kind of be with all that um I think that's well, I'll talk about now. I should probably look at the map and make sure I'm going right because I've gone off so many times. But by the way, honestly, OS Maps app on your phone, the paid version, it's dirt cheap. It's like, I don't know, £15 a year. It's amazing, especially someone who's not great with the navigation skills but wants to get out doing stuff like this. So, yeah. So, here we are, day two. This is Coniston to Great Langdale, kind of down to um, Old Dungeon Gill area. It's just under 12 miles. And I'm just walking along the beautiful townhouse, which many of you may know if you live here or have visited the lakes. It's quite an iconic town to come to, which, by the way, is an artificial town. I've obviously never read the signs, or if I've read them, I've just then, whoop, it's gone out of my mind. But, um, yeah, and we've got... Beatrix Potter to thank for buying the estate and gifting it to National Trust. So, thank you, Beatrice. So, yeah. Um, anyways, I'm <laughs> I'm at Townhouse for like the third time in under 24 hours because last night I came up here to kind of scout out maybe somewhere to sleep in my car. Um, and I did find somewhere down the road and kind of looped around a little bit <laughs> and then came back up to the main site in the morning because I've got toilets. Thank you very much. And then yeah, went back, drove to Coniston and now just walking to um, Old Dungeon Gill and then I've kind of got to get two buses back to my car to move it further along on the journey. So yeah, a lot of my supplies are in the car, so that's kind of why I'm doing that. Um, yeah, and what I've kind of been thinking about today was pace and the pace that we kind of all go at really because I'm on this walk and I'm thinking I'm walking more slowly than when I walked Hadrian's Wall last year and you know part of me that I guess that ego part is saying like oh speed up go faster um and it got me thinking about how we sort of do that all the way through life where we kind of or can get stuck in I know I have got stuck in going at a pace that I think I should be going at maybe a pace that other people have said that I should go at or you know I'm watching other people do things and think I should go at that pace and um, also a pace that you used to go at, trying to still go at that pace. And I've done that so much. And I know that every time, the more I get more sort of aware, I realise that that doesn't serve me. And it's about finding your own pace, isn't it? Um, through walking, through everything in life. And I think that takes time and a lot of kindness as well excuse me, a little burp, and um, yeah, I think it's just a bit of an ongoing process and a commitment to it, but if I look back at Hadrian's Wall last year, I was, um, I was, you know, beholden to some people who had given me lifts, which is really great, um, but I remember looking back and thinking, oh, some of them days were too long and I didn't stop as much as I would have liked to have stopped and whatnot, so I'm not beholden to anyone here, yeah, buses a little bit, but they're pretty all right. So I'm just kind of finding my own way through it, stopping more, 
taking it in more because kind of like I was saying yesterday, I think I said another one yesterday, just about how you can be just going so fast and that can be like the way your thoughts are in your brain as well. So it's kind of um, walking mindfully a little bit more um, and just taking it in, being with it, because that's what I want from this as well as nature connection. So today's sort of big intentions are to open up to the connection of nature, which I felt like I've struggled a little bit with yesterday, and um, to open up more to love. So yeah, on to, I don't know when the next one will be that I record. <laughs> Hello, good morning, it's day three. But first I want to visit, revisit day two, <laughs> because, well, my phone died in the afternoon as the battery went, but... So, as you probably remember, because you've just listened to it, I'm trying to think, you know, 24 hours ago, but, um, yeah, I was just in a bit more of a kind of, um, reflective mood in the morning, a bit of a lower energy, um, wanting to spend that time alone, and then I could feel my energy starting to pick up around lunchtime, which was probably slightly to do with getting to Chester's, <laughs> Chester's by the River, which is a kind of vegetarian, vegan cafe en route, and um, I was really looking forward to that, so that was really good. Although they do everything in takeaway, um, takeaway stuff now, rather than actually sit down restaurant style, and it's not the same. And I do genuinely think it tastes a bit like the the product that it is. And I know they use like, all kind of like plant compostable stuff, and I think they come they compost it because there's a sort of separate bin for all that stuff. But it isn't the same, and. At the end of the day, if you're using something, you'd have to be composted. That's a, there's a process involved in that, isn't there? Which is better than not using it all, but, you know, is that better than the impact that a dishwasher has? I, I don't know. But anyways, um, but that kind of lifted my mood, um, so that was really nice. And just being around people was lovely. And then, yeah, in the afternoon, I had only like an hour, an hour and a half more to walk, maybe, less than that. And um, I looked at my phone and the, the battery was getting low and it was telling me because I'd not really been able to charge it last night I've forgotten to bring one of those kind of, you know, the battery pack things <laughs> to recharge um, when it wasn't charging in the car and um, yeah, I looked at it and it was 13.33 and I saw the threes, threes <laughs> which to me is like a supportive angel number to say everything's okay, you're being cared for and whatnot and um, my phone died in that moment and I thought, well there you go, that's a sign to say everything's going to be okay. Because I have got my book, um, which had the kind of breakdowns of the OS maps of the route in it, and I knew where I was going at this point anyways, but I had to kind of navigate a few buses, um, and actually everything was absolutely fine, and I did things a little bit differently, rather than kind of just getting a bus back to my car at Coniston and driving it to my hostel at Elterwater. Um, I went through to Ambleside, had a brew in Ambleside, um, and bought some waterproof socks which I really wanted for today because I'm wearing my fell shoes today, fell runners, um, I prefer wearing them but I just didn't have any waterproof socks and I don't want to get my feet wet all the time like for day one my feet are so wet and them socks stink so bad and I was drying them out in the hostel last night in the drying room but they stunk, they stunk so bad and the car really stinks because of them as well but anyways 
that's uh, later today or tomorrow's problem. I'm going to go back to that. So, yeah, and then last night I was at Elta Water Hostel, which I'd really recommend. Lovely staff and the people that were there just had such lovely conversations. The kind of conversations that you do have when you're kind of in these situations where you just start, you don't really talk about work or anything like that. You kind of talk about the meaning of life and stuff. Um, and, you know, people were from all over the world and that was just really, really cool. So that's what I needed last night after a day of kind of reflective walking. It was just exactly like my intentions, that kind of loving connection and connecting to nature. I felt like all of that came. And this morning it's a forecast that's really good and it's so beautiful and sunny this morning. And I've got my longest day, which the, the kind of standard day three would take you to Keswick. So from Great Langdale to Keswick. But because I want to stay in a hostel that's called Skidar House, um, that's another five miles onto the route. So what I haven't really thought about on this journey was the fact that there was going to be days when I was carrying more. So today I'm carrying for two days. Although I've just realised right in this moment that my aim is to get back to my car today to bring it forward to Keswick. So I did not need to carry all this stuff. (laughs) And it's the two passes of the walk today rather than doing them um, one day after the other because I wanted to get to this particular hostel. So, and I want to go to it because it's two and a half miles from any road. There's no signal. Um, sorry, mum and dad, that will probably send you into a panic attack, but we've had some of them already in the walk. <laughs> um, and so it's just a little bit more remote. I think it's the highest in England, maybe the UK, but definitely in England, the highest hostel. And, you know, it's genuinely, other than if you take away the walk, a 20 minute drive and then the walk up a pass from where I live. Um, but it just felt like I really wanted to go there and there was a space, so I booked into that. So yeah, that makes today 21 miles. So it's my big day. 21 miles including both the passes and aiming to get to Keswick in good enough time to get the two buses back to my car to bring that forward so that tomorrow when my dad picks me up, he doesn't really have much time, he'll be able to drive me through to it. Oh, getting out of breath telling you all that. The thought of it as well. So yeah, energy shifted essentially and it's amazing what sunshine can do, isn't it? So I'm really looking forward to today. I know most of the route apart from this sort of first pass. So looking forward to it. Speak soon. What I wanted to say as well, I want to go back to, was not having my phone for hmm, four or five hours and how liberating it was and how much it meant that I went back to the way that we did things before we relied on our phone for everything. So in terms of the buses, I asked the bus man <laughs> um, what would be the best way to do it. I was asking someone in town what time it was because when well, you don't have your phone and if you're like me, you don't have a watch, you know what the time is and, um, and I'm pretty good at having an idea of time but but yeah it meant that it brought more human connection in because you have to kind of speak to other people in that sense which was really quite nice and then liberating as well because um I was an hour before a bus arrived and so I sat in this pub and I had a San Pellegrino which by the way I'm not a fizzy drink drinker but when I'm thirsty when I'm pretty dehydrated if I can go back to Leeds Festival 2005, 6 and 7, I was obsessed with Fanta and so that craving came back, that fizzy orange craving came back and I do so from like a hot country as well. Anywho, 
So I was there having my San Pellegrino and I had no problem to go to. And I probably, like I would have sat there journaled anyways, but I probably would have gone to my phone more. And I looked around and just saw how everyone has their phones on the table, which I make an effort not to do anyways, but but yeah, having a phone on the table and just that like, it's always there, always responding to it. And it was nice to have that full disconnect from it. And that's also the reason I want to go to Skidor House tonight, because there's no signal. Um, so to kind of enforce that. And it just actually feels really good. But it isn't always easy to do. So, yeah. Just thought I'd share that in case. And if you fancy a real phone detox, it is very liberating. It makes you feel very connected again to the world and to other people. So I've just started to leave Kazi. One last push, although it doesn't feel like one last push because it's like kind of a four miles. <laughs> Maybe I'll say one last push in, which I can't seem to say, one last push <laughs> in, yeah, when it's the last sort of 10 minutes or so. But I feel really tired today and I kind of knew that I'd be at this point where I'm about to start the second pass. And it's quarter to five. Um, so it might take me a couple of hours. I'm not sure because the map has been wrong today anyways. It said it was 15 and a half to Keswick. Master Ava said 18. So effectively today has become a sort of 23, 24 day. Mm, mile, mile day. So, oh my God, my voice is gone, isn't it? Um, but I know I've been in this place many times before physically. And uh, yeah, the mental challenge that it brings when you're getting late on, but you know that you've not really got much left um, within the tank, you know? Um, but that you've still got quite a bit to do. And I guess I maybe quite enjoy that feeling. Apparently it's called Type 2 Fun. You enjoy it afterwards. <laughs> so hopefully that'll be how it feels when I get to Skidor House, the highest hostel in England slash the UK. Unsure on that. We'll find out. Um, my phone battery's also about to go. I do have a map, so it's all good. Hopefully uh, I don't injure myself. <laughs> okay, bye. okay because it's a little bit windy and I found a kind of a little sheltered spot to talk. It's day four and um, so day four is from Skidor House which I'll talk about in a second down to Colbeck and I decided to add in a couple of wine rights along the way because you know why the fuck not <laughs> and I think I always it's like that kind of feeling like I said about yesterday about that type two fun I know that I'll appreciate that I've done it and I'd probably regret not so, although it maybe felt a little bit different when I was climbing to Great Calvert, but yesterday I did that last five miles or whatever it was of just Skidor House, which is the, and I've yet to confirm, the highest hostel in the UK, in the UK. Um, and it's about 550 feet, I think, is it something like that, um, above sea level, and it is stunning when you round the corner and you see it, and it's sort of nestled between some trees that are all weather-battered, and you know, when they kind of grow into the wind, so it's sort of haunting, but in that kind of um, dark romantic type way, I guess, that kind of moory feeling, you know, and um, it was amazing, I loved staying there, and I'm definitely thinking about doing that again, and um, exploring the Northern Fells, like I said, it's not far from where I live, but at the same time, I guess, if you consider it's maybe a 20 minute drive, but then it's like, I don't know how long it would take to walk from the easiest way, maybe like an hour and a half. Um, 
or whatever but yeah you have to walk up to it so it's um it's really cool so i met some nice people up there a lot of people doing the cumbria way um and people who were doing it um over long over more days and people doing it over shorter days so that was interesting um and some people who were cycling and it was just nice um and the cool thing was i got the bunk room to myself because there was no other females booked on it so then it was like a private room and the views from it were amazing i will put a picture somewhere <laughs> maybe it'll be the picture for this podcast who knows but yeah and the cool thing was that the bunk room for the females was called falcon and um for any of you who know or maybe you don't know but i used to work in a vet's called falcon vets and they've also just recently shut so it's been kind of that emotional time for everybody there and um yeah so it was really cool to be staying at falcon and i, I love my signs Ooh, the weather's coming in the clouds are coming in quite low but anyways yeah so i set up from skidor house and i had that kind of low feeling again you know like tiredness and, and fatigue and just sort of low energy and that always means that i end up slipping into fear and kind of overthinking and stuff and i think that's very normal but i want to talk about that because just in case anyone else gets that but then i knew what i needed to do in that moment and that was um i needed to just stop like actually stop and kind of do not so really meditation you could call it that but just sit and connect with myself um so yeah a meditation as such but not any kind of strict <laughs> guidance on it but but just sitting there listening to my body and what emotions are there but also to really connect to myself and connect to what I believe is that kind of soul part of me um, and feeling into that energy but also to nature so connecting to that rock beneath me and the earth and just looking at everything around me and um, that was amazing because that just set me right up to do what was a real steep climb up to Great Calver um, from Wiley Gill recommended by a friend um, who also recommended the Bridgedale socks thank you for that because my feet are actually dry which is a, a surprise since my other waterproof socks are not waterproof anymore and I prefer wearing fell runners so they just kind of suck up the water they're not they're not waterproofs so anyways I'm up here in the northern fells it's like just before nine o'clock in the morning um, and I decided to add in Great Calvary and not onto the route which are two of the Wainwrights um, and then move on to High Pike and interesting, I was going up Great Calver and I did something which I, I think I talked about it on my Instagram more recently, but um, I started to kind of naturally chant my way up and um, I have listened to different chants before, um, kind of like the Sanskrit type chants, which I have always found really connecting and yeah, really stirring, I guess, and really balancing. And I couldn't tell you why, and I don't know what the words are, and I just kind of made up my own based on some words that I've heard. It could have made no sense, but I think essentially the idea of a lot of these chants, really, uh, Sanskrit chants, or so I have heard, is that they kind of speak the language of your soul, so they balance you um, or bring you back to yourself. And and so I was kind of doing these chants, which I don't really know what I was saying, but it became like a very meditative um, walk because it was a real steep climb. Um, I was a lot more focused when I was in that zone, you know, occasionally I'd go up into thinking and I could feel myself getting frustrated at the, you know, how difficult the climb was and stuff like that for the weight I had on and the, my legs and all that. So, so yeah, that was amazing. Just finding that place and again, feeling kind of like a connection to the mountain, a real respect for the fact that this is like this majestic thing that I get to climb. So yeah, and that gratitude for my body and everything. So that's been really, really cool, really amazing. Um, and so I'm now going to probably do that again, going up to 
um, going up to the knot because it's kind of a descent and then and up again. I don't think that's, it's as steep, but but yeah, let's see how that goes. But yeah, it was just I guess really the highlight of this of what's really coming to mind is is when we're connected to ourselves, we're just more in balance and and everything feels I think a lot more present and a lot more um, yeah like we're we're there we're there in the moment rather than kind of in our heads um, and it's very easy to go into into overthinking or just thinking our way through like even these things like these long walks just thinking 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 but I feel so much better when I take that time to to meditate as such or connect to the moment to myself and to nature but that really isn't that easy and so you know probably only 10% of the walk is that maybe even less but the moments feel really beautiful and that's why I love them so and I'm really grateful that I'm in the Northern Fells there's no one around it's um yeah it's just really cool and I'm really glad that I've added these Wainwrights on I've got to get into Colbeck for about one o'clock for my dad to pick me up so it's a short day today but we're then driving all the way through to Great Langdale to Dungeon Guild to pick up my car and then hopefully come back and um I said I'd have tea with my, my sister and have chippy tea but honestly I really am craving vegetables because I've not really had any of them so they won't be happy with that but let's see let's see how that goes down <laughs> maybe I'll speak again who knows so it's day five uh the end of day five actually i've completed the walk Woo um yeah i haven't recorded today i've actually forgotten to do so but probably as well mainly because i had my friend with me for the whole um portion of this walk which was really really lovely so we walked from colbeck to carlisle and i actually i knew i knew quite a bit of the route I didn't kind of know the star, I knew I knew the middle, I didn't think I knew the end, but I actually did kind of know the end. So there's um, just like a few little gaps in between really, but it was actually quite nice. And I know people do complain about the last day or the last portion of the Cumbrian Way, because Cumbria Way, I keep saying Cumbrian Way and I know it's the Cumbrian Way, but we do it the Cumbrian Way, you know, <laughs> um, we complain about it because it's kind of along through well I guess it is through fields a little bit but it's down by a river and and then the last bit is on a cycle path and there are people who kind of miss it out because they think why well, you know it's not really interesting kind of thing but I really liked it for a number of reasons a it's to complete the walk I'm gonna get that finished like that's important to me not that I'm obsessed with being in, like ensuring that I go exactly along um, the path along the way. So, for example, there's been times when I've just like there's been an, um, you know, a, a parallel path which I've ended up on that one by mistake kind of thing, just and veered off it for like you know fifty meters or something, whatever it is. I'm not really precious about stuff like that, but you know, actually completing the walk was that just feels right for me to do and get right into the center of Carlisle, and with. Living um, in Penrith, which is not far from Carlisle, and recently living in Carlisle for like three years, it was an area that, you know, I have a lot of memories and I feel fond of because, um, you know, it's where I'm from. So that was really, you know, big for me too. And actually having a flat walk, oh my God, was that absolutely amazing. Especially for me, like that cycle path at the end, not having to think because you spend a lot of time on this walk looking down and watching where you're going because there are it's, there's a lot of rocky roots you know rocky rocky roots why have I said rocky roots it doesn't really make sense does it but then I guess you can have roots that kind of like have rocks around them but um but um 
the root. Oh yeah, an actual root. R O U T E. I am obviously tired. Um, so that it's it's rocky, and you've got to keep you know watching to see where you go, so you can't really move fast or anything. Whereas the fifteen miles today felt like they flew by, and I actually felt really quite good. And just at the end, we walked probably another, I don't know, maybe another mile and a half, something like that, um, back to my friend's parents' house where I'd left my car. And there's these kind of steps that you have to go up on the way. And that was when I was like, oh yeah, okay, my legs are actually really sore. <laughs> but because most of the route was flat today, really, very gentle undulation through some woods, um, I didn't notice it and felt good. Um, and it's been pouring down for the whole of today. But it was actually really nice having company for the whole of the journey, the whole of the route. And um, we stopped in a cafe at one point and we'd just gone past two people I'd seen, not the day before, but I'd stayed at the hostel with kind of like a, a night or two ago. And it was really nice because they were, we saw them in the cafe, talked to them quite a bit, talked to other people in the cafe. And I think that's been so big about this journey is that connection to other people and it really genuinely just makes me think of that the magic of of life and I really I think I have such fond memories of the traveling that I've done that that's one big part of it is just having more um open easeful conversation with strangers which is not something I've wanted for like a few years but then I've come back to it more recently and I just love it it just makes me think like I just felt like I was on holiday, but I was in Dalston, which, you know, isn't far from where I live. Um, and it was lovely. And they were there at the end. So we took pictures of each other and it was just really, really nice. And I mean, absolutely soaked through, non-waterproof shoes again. So like properly soaked feet for the whole journey. Defo something I need to sort. But yeah, I just, my heart feels really warm, you know, really, you know, I am proud of what I've done and what my body's done for not much training and I'm taking the time now to sort of sit and journal and reflect because another thing about the walk uh, it, and I think probably for last year as well and a lot of these kind of walks is that yes you are spending a lot of time by yourself if you're doing it alone of course but you're not really sitting integrating it or reflecting on it because you know, you'll finish um, at a hostel like I have done and talk to the people or you'll go home and so my family, um, it was last night they came around um, and we did have chippy tea by the way, did say I was going to point that out if I did and we did and um, yeah and yeah so you're not really having that time to really reflect on the day um, and when you walk and you can quite often just sort of be in your own head um, so like actually just taking that time tonight to do that because I have realized that in the times when I've sort of been able to I've been on my phone quite a bit and it makes me think of if anyone else does this but going on holiday or doing something like this and getting excited about coming home going through the photos and posting them and actually just thinking about why I've wanted to do that and what I think it will bring me um, and actually is that the right way for it to bring me what I want you know do I need the external validation and the likes and the comments and and so on and you know maybe we all need a little bit of external validation in some way it's apparently one of like our needs isn't it as such but um just trying to think where am I um outsourcing that to somebody else when that is something that I can give to myself um and is really that the connection I want do I want to have connection on social media um, 
through like the likes and comments and that. I would rather just have connection more directly with um, closer friends and family. And so, yeah, just um, taking the time to sort of process my relationship with my phone, with social media, with messaging people. And is that actually what I want to cultivate in my life? And so, and it's just been the Virgo new moon as well. And, you know, being a Virgo, I do love a good Virgo new moon or Virgo moon or anything. Um, But actually, yeah, just, I think taking some time to journal on that and think where am I doing things in my life that I am happy with and where am I doing things that I'm, they're not actually bringing me what I want. So, getting clear on what I want and just starting to refine my life a little bit. So yeah, that's something that I'm aiming for. And I think that's something we, we just have to do very regularly in our life because we're, we're changing, you know, we're, we're energy and we, you know, we sort of shift and the things we want change and it's becoming very present with what is right for you in the moment. And sometimes that like, yeah, genuinely can be a split second change or sometimes it's something a bit more gradual, but just to get clear on what you want and if the things that you're doing in your life and the way that your life is looking is, is in alignment with what it is that you want. So putting them both together and that Virgo new moon is great for creating those plans as well. And I can really feel that coming through. Um, now that I'm sitting still and allowing things to come in rather than you know um finishing at the end of the night and going to a hostel and meeting people or trying to find someone to sleep in my car and eventually just crashing you know like just taking that time I feel that uh new moon energy come through so yeah I don't know when I'm going to release this I've got grand plans that I'm going to do this weekend but I don't know yet so but anyways if you're listening to this that's um something really cool about the new moon uh Virgo energy and just in general, I think something that we just need to do regularly is give ourselves space to think about how our values um, are matching or not matching the actions and the things we do and the way we aim to be in our life. So yeah, Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening and yeah, we'll speak soon. Just before you go, I wanted to say another big thank you for listening. And if you would be able to support the podcast, I would really ask this favor of being able to share the episode or the podcast or to rate on Spotify or even review on Apple, as these are great ways to get my podcast out there to more people. I'm not on social media anymore sharing my podcast. So your support is really, really vital. Thank you so, so much. And there are other links below if you want to explore my Substack letter or even to buy me a tea. Thank you, everyone. Bye.